Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say... Goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what? I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And welcome to the last episode, live episode of 2021. Friendly reminder, you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned here. We are on Twitter at forever35pod and Instagram at forever35podcast. And of course, you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. A lot of fun activity going on in there. Oh, yeah. There was a lip lip balm scavenger hunt. It was day. it was amazing. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, do so just for the search for this specific lip balm thread. <laughs> um, you can also sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. It's gotten a little bit of a spruce up lately. So you're going to want to check that out. And if you want to call or text us, 
You can do so at 781-591-0390. Our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. I just want to also say this is our second to last live episode of the year. We will be doing um, a real episode or real. I mean, we will be doing a new episode on Friday. And then next week, we will be airing reruns. Because we are going to take a little holiday break. We sure are. And then we'll be back in business. Oh, baby. Well, we're going to do things a little differently today in honor of both our our last main full episode of the year and also the 200th full episode of this podcast, which is crazy, nuts, yeah. wild, bonkers, wild, bananas. Bonkers. The two, yeah, the 200th full length episode of the pod. When we <sighs> sat down in a coffee shop with Sammy Junio and asked them to produce our podcast. Do you think we thought we would make it to 200 episodes? Do you think Sammy, I wonder what Sammy thought. Conveniently, Sammy's here. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Sam has been producing this show from day one. We infamously met in a coffee shop in Hollywood near Dory's office. And after Sammy left, we were both like, whoa, they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy was in all black. Was that, did I arrive on a scooter? Was that when, yes, my scooter I years? think you did. Oh my God. You, did you have what like, a, cool like a, a little Vespa? I had, I had a Buddy 125, so it doesn't look as cool as a scooter, but I mean a Vespa, mm. but yeah. I don't know if you did, but in the way I imagine, like the way I remember it, you honestly rolled in on like a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> That's my vibe. Motorcycle. Sammy broke through the plate glass window. <laughs> you were in like a leather jacket. And I, I have it kind of, you know how you, when you remember something, you turn it, you amp it up to like, you know, a 10 in your brain. That's how I remember it. I remember being like, wow. Amazing. You you are here today to talk to us, to answer some listener questions about how this podcast is made, for us to kind of pick your brain about your life and get an update from you. You are often, it is often requested in our emails and messages like, how's Sammy? So we'll find out how you're doing. The people want to know. They started DMing me directly. Wow. Oh. Your influences. Now. But they they will go, hey, can you update us on Forever 35? Oh. And I'm like, um, oh, huh. Okay. Interesting. Well, interesting. <laughs> one of the most, I feel like one of the most iconic episodes in my mind that we've ever recorded of this podcast is the first time we sat down with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we learned so much about your personal life. So if you want to just (laughs) dip a toe into the Sam Junio universe, go back to find our first interview with Sammy because it was really fun. It was it was a blast to just like thought we knew everything about you only to discover we had only pulled back the first layer of the onion. There's so many onion layers left. Do you watch Succession, Sammy? I do not. Not yet. Anyway. And Dora, you don't either. There's a great mm-hmm. onion quote from this last season that I just wanted to bond with somebody over, but I won't bring it up. <laughs> great quote about onions. <sighs> Alas. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Well, we have some 
listener questions about how the podcast gets made. So we've done these, I would say, yearly, Dory. Would that does that sound right? A pod yeah, roughly, sausage episode? Yeah, roughly yearly. So this is where we field listener questions about how this here podcast is made. Because I don't know about you all, but before I made a podcast as a listener, I did not really have a sense of what actually goes into creating the stuff I would just digest with my ears. Mm. You know, I mean, Sammy, you're yep. a producer and Dory, you had a podcast. So I, maybe it was just me who was like, oh, people just talk and then they put it up on the internet. The <laughs> end. <laughs> oh, how naive. I, yeah, I was very naive. I had no idea that what would happen. So should we just jump right in to some of the questions we received? Let's jump. Okay. So this feels like a good starting off point. How did you get started? So I would actually like to feel this over to Sammy because as a producer, I think we can all answer this question. Sammy, why don't you take it away and tell us how you got involved just in the podcasting world and then with us. And then Dory, your podcasting origin story is also long and historical. You've podcasted for a while. (laughs) It is historic. Yes. (laughs) It's iconic. Legendary. There's a bunch of podcast legends here. Um, (laughs) I started podcasting literally when I learned about podcasting, um, a friend of mine is a comedian. She had a podcast and then randomly she asked me to produce hers. And I've ne- I hadn't done anything like that before, but I said yes. And then uh, I started doing that. It's called, it was uh, Mo Welch, Emily Candini and Al- Alana Johnston. It's called Women Aren't Funny. Um, that, that went for a little bit. And then from there, I was referred to a whole bunch of other folks uh, to work on their podcasts. And the first like actual paying one was a word with friend with Julian M. Stern, a real dear friend of mine. Hmm. And what made you think like you were, what were you doing at the time? Because one thing I find deeply fascinating about you is you're, you have like um, 50 different careers. You were a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was a massage therapist. So when I met Mo Welch, um, I was freshly in LA from Colorado. Um, okay. I just stopped working at, at a shoe store in Valencia. I moved, I had moved from Valencia to LA and it was... Shoes? What kind of shoes uh, was it? Like a you know DSW? that store Chic Shoes? It was kind of like DSW, but it's like the like the cool, cool shoes. A lot of Nikes and then like boots. Okay, so you were working at a store called Chic Shoes in Valencia. Okay, Lo- yeah, googling so Chic S-H- Shoes right now. It's S H E I K H. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a famous famous footwear vibe with some more uh, boots. For, oh, here we for go, other folks. <laughs> I love how they just throw the boots in there to really like spice it up. Oh yeah, they've got nice Nikes. Okay, I'm on their website. Chic yeah, shoes. Yeah. Okay. They're very right, cool. So very popping. Um, young Sam was yeah, there. So I was there. I quit, and then um, I was an executive assistant for a person at a li- music licensing firm, 
And that's when I met Mo was when I was, was when I was doing that in Santa Monica. So I started um, producing comedy shows and, and podcasts while I was uh, in music licensing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the journey. <laughs> that, that, okay, so then what are you doing now besides this? So you still produce our show, which is a gift from the gods that you're still here. We thank you. I will never let you go. I am the technical director at Dynasty Typewriter, and I am the senior audio producer over at Entertainment Weekly. Look at that. <laughs> oh, hey. That's a big it deal. Me. How do you, okay, so how do you do all these things? Because you do it in a timely manner, because you receive, you're this recipient of a lot of like, Sammy, when is the blah, blah, blah coming? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we'll get into more about how our process works. <laughs> well, um, firstly, I'm just not well. I think that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Um, it really is just, uh, I think you and Dora are so good about keeping a schedule I know when you're expecting things. I know when to expect things from you guys. So like having a set schedule is is perfect. Um, and then I have my parents' dog with me, which means I can't go into the theater during the day or night. So I'm mostly remote there. So it's all emails. Occasionally, I'll go down and, and check in on the theater. Thankfully, I have a great uh, support team there. And the other texts there are magnificent and wonderful. I'm so, so proud of them. And then most of my days is doing EW stuff. But I, I did have to release myself of several other podcasts in, in, the, in the shift to um, do EW stuff. Oh, but we made the cut. Thank God. You will always make the cut. As we've said to you before, though, like, let us know when the day comes where you need to fly free. <laughs> I really, I really don't want to. <laughs> Good. I mean, that's Phew. great news for us. Yeah, thank God. We don't want you to feel like, you know, you're tethered to us. Um, but, you know, you, you just mentioned something that I wanted to, uh, you know, pr- press you on a, a little bit. You said, I'm not Ooh. well. Oh, <laughs> now. Hmm. Sam, mm. even if that was said in jest, <laughs> I would like to know, what are you doing these days to take care of yourself? Um, I am actually, because I'm not going into the theater anymore, my evenings are um, less populated. So it feels less of a wake up at 730, work until 1130 type situation. Oof. So now yeah. I'm waking up at 7:45 and then Ooh, I get nice. to stop working at 6 unless there are things that I need to like just um make up or just stuff that I need to cover up that I didn't get finished with during the day. So I actually do have evenings openish and weekends sometimes um and that uh that is how I'm actually taking care of myself. It's nice to have like what a are you stable doing during those times. Um, you know, currently I'm watching Netflix's Princess Switch trilogy. <laughs> Sammy, we have to break down the the psychological reasoning behind this this December movie <laughs> extravaganza. Okay, explain the origin of this. You've been doing this now this. for two years, three years. This is the second year. Yes, the origin. Second year. Okay. The origin was that last year I took off all of December from. Dynasty, 
COVID was still happening. Live shows weren't, weren't happening. And I took off December in hopes that I could go and see my parents. So I quarantined, the plan was quarantine for 14 days, be with my parents for the holidays. Um, that did not happen uh, because they were not feeling quite comfy with that. So I was, you know, s- self-contained at home for the month of December and <laughs> Hulu's Happiest Season was released. And, uh, you know, that is our the queer holiday movie that was released. And I decided to watch it several times in November and then... I was like, you know what? Let's do it every day in December. And so I did. <laughs> I mean, like when you get to viewing number like 15, mm-hmm. are you, I mean, are you just, are you watching um, like und- with your undivided attention or are you doing other things mm. during so, this time? For Happiest Season. Do you notice new things upon every viewing? For Happiest Season, I definitely was like, planted in front of the couch for for a large amount of the days i was just like my eyes are on the screen this is what i'm going to be doing noticing so many different things i was actually in my instagram stories archive and there was one time where i broke down the opening sequence and i was just like this because they the opening sequence to happy season has dates and so like there were the dates and then they mention like the length of their relationship in the body of the movie. So I was just like, well, this didn't happen. I was like, it was just really silly. But that's what happens when you do wow. something every day. Yeah. Um, but with... And where are you in Princess Switch right now? Princess Switch tonight will be my sixth viewing <laughs> of Switched Again, the second <laughs> installment. <laughs> Look, I... It was... I don't know why I do these things, but I, it brings me joy. <laughs> and yeah. I'm less, I'm less like hyper invested in Princess Switch because it isn't like like queer and stuff, and it's like more lighthearted. There's there are less things for me mm. to be nitpicky and upset about. Like obviously the movies aren't great, but they're not hurting my feelings. Also, like Happiest Season kind of hurt my feelings. Um, but uh, mm. yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Noted. <laughs> I will say they use a song in Happiest Season that they use in The Princess Switch number two. Stop. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that's fascinating. I will be. Um, so there's a. There's there. Yeah, there is crossover. I will be highlighting it. So there's crossover. Um, okay. On tonight's Instagram watching? Tonight or maybe before, maybe on, on the 25th or something, I'll, I'll break it down. Because I have, I have a plan of doing a side-by-side, and that's a little bit trickier. But <laughs> Okay. We also didn't get to Dory's or Kate's relationship with podcasting. Oh, my God. You're right. Thank you, Sammy, for running the show here. Hey, you're Dory, welcome. do you want to give a quick just like what was your podcasting history before you you did this? Sure. Um, so the first podcast that I ever hosted was a podcast for BuzzFeed called Rerun. It ran for, I think we did like 10 episodes. I had a guest on every show and on every episode and they would choose an episode of TV from, you know, 
the past. It was mostly from the 80s and 90s um, that we would watch and then talk about. And it was super fun. I really liked doing it. Um, but BuzzFeed like didn't have like the best mechanism in place to support podcasting, especially because I was in LA and the podcast team was in New York. So I was recording it either when one of the audio producers happened to be in LA or I happened to be in New York. And it just like, it just wasn't, it wasn't um, really practical, but it was super fun. And then my husband and I started doing a podcast. We started doing Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure in October 2016. So we'd been doing that for a little over a year um, when Kate and I first started conceiving Forever 35. So, and I had no podcasting experience <laughs> other yeah, than you being were a little podcast baby. I was, and and I had been a guest on other people's podcasts, and I had done other stuff like i i hosted a daily show for vh1 online for a while i did stuff like that um but i had never really been in the audio space which is like thank goodness dory was such a machine like she knew exactly what needed to be done to get a podcast made and so it was a knew exactly who to contact which is how we ended up at the coffee shop with sammy on the motorcycle <laughs> I will say this, like, despite your inexperience and Dory, your vast amount of experience, like you both are like really <laughs> out that. your experience. I think that you guys are both just like outstanding, outstanding hosts. And it's really let's, let's it's actually so take a nice break to and be then working when with we come you, back, which is why I have a death grip into it a on Forever 35. Aww. The best. Should we take a little break and come back and answer some more questions about the pod? I think we should. I think we should do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass, but this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best 
to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. 
like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. All right, we are back with Sam Junio, producer extraordinaire. Um, Kate, I think you were about to ask another question. Yes, here is one for us. What does Sam, (laughs) the project manager, do? I mean, what doesn't Sam, the project manager, do? (laughs) I don't know. As I saw this question, I was like, we would be, we would be, without Sam, I don't know how we would do this. Yeah. Sam, okay, so we, we hired, here's the funniest part, is that Sam also goes by Sammy, and Sammy also goes by Sam. (laughs) So, there's an interchangeable first name happening between our producer and our project manager, but Sam Reed is... This essentially her title is project manager on our show. And Sam joined us two years ago to really help us run the day to day because there's a lot of balls in the air with making a podcast. You have to prep three episodes. We're prepping three episodes a week. We're booking guests. We're responding to inquiries about. You know, people pitching guests. We um, work with Acast on all our advertising. And so there is fielding um, advertising approvals. There is fielding um, the actual ad scripts that come in. Um, So Sam does, Sam is truly a jack of all trades. She sets up our Trello board every week and creates all the documents that we then fill in, Dory and I fill in for each episode. She researches and creates guest dossiers. So if we have a guest on, we for every guest, although Sammy, we didn't do this for you today, but we know you pretty, pretty well. But Sam will create um, a whole dossier on a guest with a bio and links to their work or interviews or other things we should know. And then if they have a book, Dory and I will have read and researched the book. And we then put all our guest questions into that document. Um, Sam writes ad scripts. So um, anytime you hear us read an ad um, that has been written and produced by Sam, 
Sam also books guests and helps coordinate meetings, helps our calendar stay organized. And it's just, just keeps uh, us on a system, I think, which has been really helpful. Um, Dory, is there anything I'm missing? Let's say, and Sam also helps you produce the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Sam, we haven't told you this, but <laughs> Sam Reed mm-hmm. would actually prefer to go by Sammy. Oh, but she has she has called herself Sam for the pur- purposes of Forever Thirty Five because you were always Sammy. Oh, but now it seems like you would prefer to go by Sam. I mean, I would actually prefer to go by Lord Prince Sam, but that's too many words. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> LP Sam. LPS. Um, yeah, we can we can adjust that for sure. It's S A M I, which oh. we learn because when we do zooms with Sammy Reed, <laughs> her her little name says Sammy Reed, and I like one day I was like, "Do you like? Do you go by Sammy?" <laughs> oh, and she, she was like, "Oh yes. wow!" Just two years of guilt are just is just <laughs> weighing on my shoulders. No, but then no, but you had recently said that you kind of prefer to go by Sam, and mm-hmm. so I was like, "Wait, this could be perfect." <laughs> This is it. We're just going to swap you. (laughs) Perfect. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I mean, I mean, if Sammy wants to be Sammy, then Sammy can Sammy. Sammy, Sammy. I'm just saying my own name over and over again. (laughs) Okay. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like force you into a name that you're not like total. I only brought it up because you had mentioned wanting to go by Sam. Sure. No, I mean my Instagram handle is it your Sam. You know what I mean? Like I'm it's true. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. And your your contact, your little contact info on you know iMessage that pops up. It says Sam. Mm -hmm. It's true. But but right now in this video chat, you're Sammy with three E's. So things are just (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got excited. I got excited. Uh, We should also mention that we have never met Sam Reed, Reed. project manager, Sam, (laughs) whichever, in real life. We've only met over video because we started working with them like right at the end of 2019. And they also don't live near us. They live in California, but not near us. And and then obviously, we've been in a pandemic for two years. So we've never been in the same room as Sam E. Yeah, it's Isn't weird. I mean, wild? same with Sarah, who does our Instagram. Sarah, who has done our Instagram for the last year, is based in New York. So oh, wow. I didn't know that. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We are really, yeah. you know, we just embrace the remote workplace. <laughs> yeah, we are really just... I'd also uh, love to take this moment to call you perverts out and make everybody aware uh-oh. that all of the people that work on Forever 35, that isn't Kate or Dory, have an S name. <laughs> But Dora and I both have S in our last oh name. Oh my gosh. So we are keeping it sexy. Supers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a question When did it stop feeling like a fun side project and move into an actual career? Nobody wants to answer this. I mean, one. is that who is that? Is that for me, for Sam? I think that's for you and I. I think it's for you and I, Dory. Um, I think this is specifically about the podcast. I mean, you know, I we we've definitely addressed this before, but like I think that 
we realized pretty quickly that this could be, you know, maybe if not a career, then definitely like a job that would pay us money. You know, I quit my job at BuzzFeed when we had been doing this podcast for like two months or something. So it definitely seemed pretty feasible very early on. Like, oh, this this is like actually a thing. Now, career, you know, what is a career? I ask you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, but in terms of like it being a job where I could make money doing and like didn't feel like I needed to have another full-time job. That was, that was quite early. Yeah. We really like, what about you? I don't, because I, because I went into this, not having no expectations. I mean, truly the one thing I was hoping is that someone might send us skincare products. I remember saying to you, (laughs) do you think anyone will send us stuff? And you were like, I don't know. And so, like, when that happened in my brain, like, the first time someone was like, hey, can I send you, like, uh, some stuff to try out? That was like, well, I've made it. It's done. So then, then just actually having there be income from this show was such a, it was just, like, not expected. I didn't, so it was, it, it just, blew, like, I, I think at some point I was like, all of a sudden, like, oh, this is really, I'm back to making a, uh, an income from this. And then it became, then we then put more work into it and started doing more. So it really did, did become, um, you know, I think we invested time into it and in return started making more of a real salary from it. But yeah, I think Dory's right. It was kind of like after a few months, mm-hmm. we were like, what? what's happening here? Um, <laughs> which is really nice. Do you chat with the guest beforehand? Also, someone wants to know how far in advance do you plan out and record interviews? And how do you choose your guests? Okay, let's talk about guests for a little bit. So I'll I'll take a stab at answering this. I think it's a mix of kind of ways that we choose guests. One way is they get pitched to us. So, you know, someone has a new book coming out and we'll hear from their publisher um, pitching them or their, you know, their publicist pitching them to be on the show. Um, we, we get a lot of authors pitched. We haven't gotten as many people in like movies and TV pitched to us. Um, it does seem like that industry, like you'll see actors, et cetera, on podcasts, but they tend to be on like the really big podcasts. Like they'll go on like armchair expert yeah. or, you know, something and they don't, quite i feel like that industry doesn't quite get the value of being on a show like ours that may not be like as huge as armchair expert but has like a lot of listeners and a lot of you know people who consume pop culture um just an observation and then another kind of like bucket of guests are people who kate and i like follow we'll like we follow them on instagram or you know we've come across them or you know we we're just like we were like oh this person is super interesting and we will reach out to them um and then i would say another bucket of guests are people who are like suggested by listeners um you know we do read all of those suggestions oftentimes like we will like Actually, I feel like we've gotten a lot of guest suggestions and then it'll be like, we actually, oh, yeah, that's my that favorite. Yes, week. that like, does happen. <laughs> like a lot of times that, that does happen a lot of the times. Um, 
One thing that we are always like super mindful of is guest diversity. And we do an audit of um, our guests every year of, you know, um, have we, how many guests of color have we had? How, like, just kind of trying to make sure that we're not only interviewing people who look and sound like us. Um, I would say like one area that I think we could like, we could increase representation is in um, guests with disabilities. I feel like that's been like a little bit, not a blind spot, but just something that we haven't emphasized. So that's one area that like for 2022, I would like to, kind of increase and then also older guests older guests are interesting because i do find that like a lot of older guests for one thing (laughs) this has kind of been across the board i have to say like for guests we've interviewed who are over 50 let's say there's a lot of like internalized fat phobia Mm -hmm. and it comes up a lot and like it's and I don't like totally know what to do with it. Um, and that's not to say that like, I don't think we should have older guests on because they have internalized fat phobia, but like it is something that as a podcast that I think we are really trying to like challenge diet culture. It's a little jarring to sometimes have guests on who I think a lot of times don't even realize that they have these very deeply ingrained perspectives on bodies and diet culture, et cetera. Um, So I don't know. That's just something that like I've noticed. And, you know, I think I've tried to like, it's, it's hard because I try to kind of hold space for that because I think a lot of these people grew up in a time where that was just like, that was just the way culture was. And, I think we grew up with a lot of that Um, and, you know, and we're trying to kind of like unlearn that and maybe people who are like our parents age, it's just like almost too much for them to even start confronting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Not to like make excuses for them, but I, you know, I, I think there has been kind of less interest among, let's say the boomers to kind of dismantle diet culture. I mean, I can speak to myself in a a slightly different space of like just internalized misogyny. I haven't come out with my daughters. Like I was trying to, I was policing one of my kids outfits the other day for showing skin in a way where I was like trying not to, but I was, and I was just said something to her. I was like, I just don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And she was like, I don't, I think you're the only one who does. And I was like, boing, you know, like she, she called me hard on my shit. And oh, wow. yeah, but it, I mean, it's, it is, you know, you, you come into these situations with decades of just shit ingrained on your brain. And even when you are aware of it, like I hope I am most of the time, it still comes out. So I, I, I understand. I, I get it, but it is interesting, Dory. I think you're right. That has definitely happened. Um, and then there's also like the charming thing of like what is podcasting that has come sometimes come up with older guests, but <laughs> also other, some of the older guests are like, I do this every day. I podcast hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guests interviews, like how far out do we go or do we plan or record interviews? We are scheduled 
pretty, f- we can be scheduled pretty far out. Like I actually think we're booked with guests into February, like in terms of, in terms mm-hmm. of recording. Um, but we're kind of week of is when we kind of dig into like our research and prepping for the week of the interview when it's happening, when it's being recorded. Mm-hmm. And do we chat with the guests beforehand? No, unless we know them in real life. <laughs> you know, it has occurred to me that like some, like sometimes I've been like, oh, we should do like pre-interviews. But then I'm also like, I want to be mindful of people's time. Yes, totally. Um, And I think sometimes that can just be a, a waste of time. But there have been a few interviews where I've been like, Ooh, we should have talked to this person ahead of time. <laughs> um, but name names. Those interviews shall remain <laughs> nameless. <laughs> I know what Sammy. they are. <laughs> um, oh, do you? I think, well, yeah, I can think of a couple. Someone wanted to know, do you think you'll ever go back to podcasting together from Kate's garage? <laughs> Well, we were going to try to get together and do this in person today, um, but Sammy wasn't feeling well and very kindly and cautiously said, hey, let's not meet in person because you know what? Omicron, Omicron, whatever the fuck this new variant is called is, it's not, it's not, it's not fun. So we're trying not to, you know, taste, taste that rainbow. Um so I don't, I would love to get to go back to recording in person. Although I will say this, we now record everything on this app called Riverside and it is very easy. And when we recorded in person, we, we, when we had Sammy there, we were using Sammy, you would record on the Zoom recorder, which is essentially recording onto the SD card, correct? Mm-hmm. So if we went back to recording in person, would you go back to that system or has like, technology advanced in the last two years where you would do something different i would i would stick to what i had before for sure um there's it's just such a simple way to do it from my end like everyone is like on their own track and everything's good to go i haven't explored what uh other things have come out since but i'm a loyal loyal zoom h6 person Sammy, how here's a question. How much time is cut from recording to final episode? Oh, um should we speak to our process on this? Yeah. Do you guys want to s- start off with the process? So, we record an episode, Sammy puts it together, essentially like a first draft of the whole thing, and then sends it to Dory and me. And then we, Dory and I used to for the first 2 years of making this podcast, each listen to the entire episode and give and and combine our notes and send them back to Sammy. At some point we started to trust the process and we divided the episode in half. So now one of a, whoever starts first will just text the other and say I'm starting the episode. Listen to the first half of the episode, the other person does the second half and then we send those little edits to Sammy. So we'll cut out chunks like little pieces um and then Sammy will make those edits and then Sammy what else do you do because I still don't quite understand the magic of what happens next i mean that's that's basically it i think most of the time i try to take out like oh if a doorbell rings and stuff i'll try to take that out before the first one but sometimes i just have to like yes get it over to to y'all um and then so after i get your timestamps, cut those out in reverse order and then uh i do a listen through again and then i send it over and that's it 
occasionally Kate or I will flag something for the other person. Like if something comes up in my half of the episode that I'm like, Kate might want to just like review this. Or if I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, Kate, can you give this a listen? That will come up occasionally. But I would say the vast majority of the time we're like good on trusting each other. Like I trust Kate to cut anything where I sound I don't know. <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. And then oftentimes, like, will, you know, like, for example, like, my dog will come in and start, like, marching around oh, she and making sure noise. Will. Oh. Yeah. The dogs, the dogs are an interruption. There's the doorbell. Sometimes a husband or a child will march <laughs> on in. Sometimes my internet goes out. You know, there's various interruptions that we have to cut. And then, you know, there are things that we do cut out. Mostly for time. You know, we want to make the episode feel fluid and, yeah. and digestible. I feel like a lot, like if you look back at some of our earlier full length episodes, like they were like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And because we were doing like full segments before our interviews and then like, we were doing like many segments <laughs> and then at some point we were like, these episodes are way too long. And so I think now we try to get them in around an hour. Sometimes they go a little longer, but um, that's like generally what we aim for, for the full length episodes. And then for the mini ups, like we try, we try to keep them at 35 minutes. Some, again, sometimes they go a little longer, but that's like what we're aiming for. Yeah, and someone asked how long is an unedited episode, and I would say sometimes the max for these main episodes are often like one hour, 15 minutes, one hour, 20 minutes, and then we try to get that down a little bit. Um, and sometimes with those mini episodes, we've gone as long as like 45, and Dory and I are like, we've got we've to stop talking. <laughs> we can't stop, but we must. This is too long. Yeah. I would like to do one more question, and then we have a, a question for Sammy specifically. Mm -hmm. Someone wanted to know how we split the workload. This is a question that comes up a lot for um, Dory and I. Yeah. So Kate preps the mini docs, the mini episode docs. Um, although <laughs> I did one recently after you had broken your hand, and I mm -hmm. feel like I can take credit for like shifting your lens a little bit, Kate. Yeah, I would spend so much time curating and war making sure every kind of angle was represented. And I was trying to figure out systems to like categorize all the questions. And then Dory did one of the docs when I broke my hand and she did it in like 20 minutes. It was just like, it's done. And I was like, what? And you were just like, yeah, it's not, you know, I just, I don't, it's not that deep. I just, I just got it done, you know? And I was like, but what about this? And you were, and then that really freed me in a lot of ways. And now I set my timer and try to limit the amount. Cause I just get so worried that we're missing somebody or we're just, you know, I don't, I think too hard about everything. So yes. Thank you, Dory, for freeing me from that mind struggle. So welcome. Kate. <laughs> Dory does um, our newsletter. I do do our newsletter. Um, we both post the episodes. Um, we both come up with guest questions. 
sometimes there will be weeks where like I'm really busy and Kate will come up with more questions. And then there will be weeks where Kate's like, I was just slammed this week. Like, can you kind of take the lead on this one? And I'll be like, yep. So that's, and then some weeks, you know, both of us are all up in there. Um, And then as Kate mentioned earlier, we each listened to half of the episode. We pass the edits on to Sam and then Sam edits it, sends it to the two of us uh, or no, first you put it together and you send it to the two of us, Sarah, who does our Instagram and Sam read, and then we send the edits in and then you send a final edit and Sam read puts the episode up in the, um, a cast system. And then we do like a quick once over and schedule it. Here's a question. Um, how yeah. do you choose the voicemails? Do you try to match them up with what, like the vibe of the mini app, or do you just kind of get them, listen to them, and throw them in there? No, I, I mean, personally, I try to balance out things tonally. And like when there's, like, if someone's like, help, I'm in this massive crisis, I then try not to be like, our next question's about like butt wipes, you know, <laughs> because it just feels like it, you don't, you, I, I think what one thing we like to do in our mini episodes is have a wide swath of topics. And I think that's what makes them fun. But then, um, yeah, you kind of want to have things I, in my brain. I want things to kind of flow again. Am I overthinking it? Probably. <laughs> Sammy, why don't we end with a question for you, if that's okay? And then maybe we'll take a break and come back with our year and our yearly intentions. Does that sound good for everybody? Sounds good. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Well, someone, there are two questions outside of work and dogs. Mm-hmm. What are your hobbies? What do you enjoy, Sammy? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I lean towards wholesome things. I, uh, I like playing board games with my friends. Uh, Which then, games? So I just bought Linky. Y'all know about Linky? No. no. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> What's um, Linky? So it's a it's a game that you play with cards, like actual linky cards, not playing cards, but it has like like tiny trivia questions and the answers of each question uh are like in a grouping that uh, is like related to each other and so the the object of the game is to figure out the link between all of the answers and then shout it out loud. And then it's kind of like bingo where you're trying to collect all of the letters here. It's like on my table. I was just playing it the other day. (laughs) Oh my God, Sammy. I love this so much. (laughs) Just Linky. What's it called? Linky. Linky? I'm writing this down. I will say um, the questions feel like they have been, they're a little outdated. Um, mm. So they need to update it a little bit. Um, but it's still, with that said, it's it's still super, super duper fun. And then like if I'm outside, there's a game, another game that I like to play called Kube, K-U-U-B. And it's like... <laughs> It's like these wooden things and you throw wooden dowels to hit the wooden things across like a playing field. And it's just it's just ridiculous. And I love it so much. Um, And then, yeah, if I'm not doing those things, then I'm just spacing out watching 
old TV shows. Just like, I really do think this is a hobby. And this is maybe the first time I realized that this is a hobby, but I love to just burn through uh, TV shows, like semi older and semi older TV shows. So, and I mean, the lockdown really fueled that mm. hobby very much. And I watched so much stuff, but yeah. Sammy, mm. if you could be any celebrity's dog, Whoa. who would you, whose would you be and why? The suggestions were Oprah, Lady Gaga, The Rock, etc. But you can obviously choose anybody. Um, celebrity's dog. Does that, just like assuming that I'll just have that celebrity's life, but I have four legs. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would be like, you know, like if you were Britney Spears' dog, you would like live with her and her fiance and like that house where she's always doing her dance videos. Sure. I don't know. This is this is tough and I'm probably digging a lot deeper than I should. But like I don't want to be a purse dog. Because I think that being mm. hauled around mm. town, it is very stressful. And then if you're in a bag that your legs aren't, you know, are crumpled a little bit, that's not fun either. But then do I want to be just like an outside dog? Uh, I don't you know. You could be an inside big dog. I could be an inside big dog. I have, mm. here's the thing though. I personally have addressed the fact that I have small dog who thinks they're a big dog energy. <laughs> oh wow that is so true i don't even know wow whereas i feel like my dog is a big dog who has small dog energy yes my dog is a small dog who has small dog energy <laughs> so my dog also has cat energy which has oh, been oh. confirmed by several people who have cats who have observed him deeply oh that's so funny that yeah makes sense he like it's weird i mean he has cat energy just in the sense of like he will like get and he's you know he's 85 pounds and he will get on the on the edge of the couch <laughs> and like lie on it like he, the top edge like the like like the, the really skinny <laughs> top edge of the couch he will lie on that he and does. like he's just so weird but he's like he needs more affection than a cat does oh my god i've never met a dog who will just literally i mean i miss recording at your house because he would just put his head like his big head his oh. big very big Although, bowling ball you know, head just i will i will say i was at my friend's house yesterday and she one of her cats was like in my lap the whole time just like really getting in there and then i was like when i had to go i was like dude i gotta go and i tried to pick him and he was like Rawr! like he got really upset <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway um wait whoa we should take a break yeah we've got to come back and talk about these intentions for 2022 okay let's do it you know we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. 
Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right. Now we come to the moment of pressure. Mm. Oh, of of what of declaring your yearly intention for 2022. Mm. Kate, what is yours? So I wrote mine down. Okay, so I have a a dear friend, Katie Ward, who every year she picks a word or a phrase and makes that her like focus for the year. And she's very intentional about it. I remember that. And so yeah, and I've kind of done it for the past couple of years and I've never really like stayed on it, but it's fun to just think about it at the beginning of the year. So here's the one I came up with this year. Shut out the noise. Shut out mm. the noise. And the way I'm thinking of this is twofold. One, it's the noise in my own head. The I am constantly in, in kind of there's an internal monologue of like of of low self-esteem thoughts, low confidence thoughts, stress, anxiety. And I really am thinking about how I can, you know, set some boundaries with my own brain. And then also figuring out how to have a more quiet life in terms of not getting sucked into my phone, not getting sucked into Instagram DMs all night long. Those those kinds of things, especially as I you know, transition into this time where, you know, my first novel is going to be coming out and I'm very anxious and it's very hard for me not to like read everything somebody writes about it and and all that stuff. So if I can kind of, you know, set some boundaries, shut out the noise, Mm. that's plus I need to do that in order to keep writing my next book. Like you have to, you have to kind of put a bubble around yourself a little bit. So that's what I'm thinking. Shut out the noise 2022. I put it on a post-it note and I stuck it on my computer. So I'm looking at it right now. Do you have thoughts on how like how you're going to do that? So, you know, I I I I've gone so as far to wonder if I should hire somebody to help me manage my Instagram. 
as crazy as that sounds. Um, I, you know, one thing a friend of ours suggested was that their friend only goes on Instagram like certain days a week. Um, but it's tricky because things like social media are very important when it comes to like promoting your work. Yeah. And I also like being on social media. I like chatting with people who listen to the podcast and read my books and stuff like that. So it's a fine line. I did have a lot of success taking Facebook off my phone. That always feels really good. I think working using my time timer and setting time boundaries for when I can be on social media and sticking to that is also really helpful. And I also asked my like book team, I was like, if I get a really bad review, like don't I don't need to know. Like send it to my agent, like send it to my editor, let them know. We can talk about it. But like I don't need I don't, I'm okay not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't like, I don't read Goodreads. I don't, I try not to read um, anywhere that reviews my book. Mm. You have to set some boundaries, yes. right? Because otherwise, yes. it's, it's a lot of feedback. And I think sometimes we're getting too much feedback. I think I've complained to you about this of like, I don't need to know everything happening in every person's life that I follow on social media. And sometimes it feels like that, like you're holding space for all these big life things that people are going through that in a pre pre social media time we wouldn't know. Mhm. And so I setting those kind of boundaries, I still want to be a good person and be there for people and be you know there for the people that like I really truly care about, but like no disrespect to like the random person I had an improv class with in 2005, but like <laughs> I don't think I need to know what's going on in your life. And somehow that is how we live right now. And it creates a lot of mental chaos for me personally. Mm. Woo! This turned into therapy. I mean, when does it not? <sighs> I don't know. It hasn't. It's been four years of feelings. Sam, what about what about you? Um, funny that you have a shut out the noise um, in Tenji. Kate, because I have a... Is yours to bring in the wanna, funk? I was just thinking, do you want to bring in the noise and bring in the funk? <laughs> I, I do believe I will be trying to bring in the noise and bring in the funk. Um, I play instruments. I've been able to play like campfire guitar for decades. Uh, I used to play the drums. And uh, for 2022, I would like to start either learning a new instrument, getting better at what I do know now, and just like actually like express creativity uh, sonically because I, I really haven't, but I do love that stuff. Oh, that's such a cool intention, that's Sammy. That's so cool. Thanks, y'all. I can see you being in a band. Totally. Me too. I always, like, I, do you know those video games like Rock Band and Guitar Hero? Mm-hmm. Oh, do I? Do we both have <laughs> cis white male husbands? <laughs> Fair. Well, as the resident cis white male here, I just... <laughs> no. <laughs> I just... When we play rock band, I'm the one that's just like playing too hard, playing too yes, much. Pushing those keys. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just... I love, I love music. And I was talking to a friend of mine and they're also like, oh yeah, let's do it. So I feel like... There's some accountability there, and yeah, I'm I'm ready to ready to make some music. That's amazing. Hey, thanks. I love this. Make music 2022. Um. Well, I guess I'll go. Oh, yeah, tell us. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, my 
my intention, I think, well, I've one intention is to be like more. I mean, I've, I've I feel like I've said this before, but just like be more present with my family. Mm-hmm. That's one intention for the for the new year. And then the other is to sort of slowly work on this book project idea that I have and just get it done on my own time and not feel like I need to finish it in three months or whatever. Like just it'll be finished when it's finished. And that is like a big change for me because I feel like I usually just want to work under like the tightest possible deadlines and not like take my time with things. And I'm going to try to take my time with this. Fantastic. I like that, Dory. Oh, thanks. So just kind of. That's interesting. Like, are you just kind of giving yourself space? Like, is there a way that you're going to not deadline yourself or not kind of put that pressure on yourself? Or is it more just a conscious feedback in your brain? Well, you know, my the my novel and my memoir, I, I sold them both on partials or proposals, which meant that I then had a pretty strict deadline, although for my memoir, it, it got pushed by like almost a year, but um, to get them done and it like they had to be done by that date. And so with this, I think I'm feeling more just like I want to just write this on my own time and not Mm. on someone else's schedule for me. And so, yeah, so that's just kind of like where I'm at. I love that. Write what you love and just enjoy it. Thank you, Kate. And I can't wait to read whatever it is that you are creating over there. What if it is a thinly veiled Ramana Clef about <laughs> doing a self-care podcast? <laughs> Can you please? Called Always 40? Yeah. Guess what? Oh, I would love it. It's that not, would be real LOL. Unfortunately, it's not. But e- Eternally 30. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Eternally 30? There is. Well, there is a podcast called Almost 30. They've yeah. got to be over 30 by now, those women. Anyway, <laughs> they've been doing that longer than we have, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, Sam, this hmm. was such a pleasure. Thank you for doing this with us. We Thank you for having appreciate me. you. You're the best. Oh, this you was so fun. What a thrill. I hope we can see I hope we can see each other IRL in the new year sometime. Oh yeah. Me too. Well, Happy holidays to those who celebrate. Happy New Year to those who celebrate. We'll be we'll be here on Friday again with a mini app and then next week we'll be running reruns and then we'll we'll talk to you all again in the new year. And just a reminder that Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dorisha Freer, and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sam Junio and hey. Sammy Reed is our project manager. Nice. <laughs> and our network partner with Acast. Bye everyone. Bye.